And then you've got people that um, were forced to rent. And then now the, the rates have changed so much. So now their buying power is not what it used to be. So what's their best option? Well, continue to rent, right? We used to go over to the Deerfield Lights in Plano, but uh, my blood pressure can't handle Deerfield Lights anymore. And so I... I got stuck. You know, one day I got stuck there. I'm like, I got to get out. I was going to say, what, what is it about that? <laughs> what made your blood pressure go up, Ashton? <laughs> it was not a them problem. It was a me problem. But You are now listening to the Real Estate Everybody's Podcast. You see this guy here staring back at you? That's your toughest opponent. Every time you get into the ring, that's who you're going against. I believe that in boxing, and I do believe that in life. Your weekly deep dive into DFW real estate, life, and beyond. With your hosts, Tavis Westbrook and Ashton Hines. All right. Well, good morning. And thank you so much for tuning into the Real Estate Heavyweights podcast. And this is our, our special holiday entrance uh, episode. It's Thanksgiving week. Uh, we've got a lot going on as far as families and and cooking and we're going to get into that and some of our traditions and and what this time of year means for us and you know what what's going on with our real estate stuff but on Fridays we come to you with a uh, a deep dive into the market we talk about some of the news that's going on and uh, just talk about what's going on in our lives and uh, if you don't know I'm Ashton Hines I am a physical therapist assistant full-time work in home health just driving around all day helping people figure out how not to fall, figure out how to uh, override the oldness that comes into all of our lives at some point. I do that. I'm also a realtor. I'm also a real estate investor. I'm working on flip number four. Helping me out with that is a good friend, mentor, just overall good dude who's also with us. The second half of the Real Estate Heavyweights podcast, it is Tavis Westbrook. What's up, Tavis? What's up? Good morning. We are uh, all in this week. All in. All in and, you know, <laughs> what's crazy about Tavis's family. So I think I've talked about it maybe once, but you're going to have to go a little bit into depth about what your family scene is around the holidays because, man, it's Thanksgiving week. Uh, we actually are staying in town. Typically, you know, my wife's family's from Little Rock. My family's from Austin. We kind of switch off. And so usually we're out of town for Thanksgiving. And then Christmas, we go to the other family. It's happened a few times where we've been around. And it just so happens that this year we're in town. And so we're getting together with some friends next door. I've got a, a actually a client that moved to town recently. And I invited him uh, and his wife to come to uh, lunch. And so we've got some stuff going on. And, you know, I'm going to Kroger. I went to Kroger this morning at 6 a.m. so I could get my stuff out of the way and, and not have to deal with the people. But then you talk to Tavis and, you you know, I feel like I'm cooking for a lot of people, right? Tavis, like, it doesn't matter whether it's any weekend of the, of, the, of the year, he's got some party he's doing for about 50 people because his he comes from a large family his wife comes for a large family and their house is this like cultural hub of friends and family. And it, it's like a constant, I don't know how you stock your fridges and your pantry, but yeah. How many people are you guys expecting for Thanksgiving? You, you mentioned something. I, I'm sure the number has increased since the last time we talked. <laughs> I, I'm thinking it's going to be somewhere between 50 and 75 people. Dang. I mean, mind you, it's a lot of kids too, right? Um, yeah. So I, yeah. Well, speaking about large, I mean, you know, we, it, I'm the third out of eight and my wife's the oldest out of seven. 
That's crazy. So, um, just to give you a, a bigger idea, and I think you experienced a little bit of this of Landon's birthday back in May, um, and that wasn't even half of them, right, that were here, but it was a pretty good crew. And right. then we have, you know, friends that are like family, and they have kids, and then they have grown kids, too, and so then those grown kids have kids, right? So, it's like multi-generations, you know, that are here. A lot of mm-hmm. our close siblings and friends are now grandparents as well right so like our oldest son is 30 and well he's going to be 30 he'll probably be mad at me for saying he's 30 already um he'll be 30 in february right so uh he's married with a with a son and so technically tabitha and i are grandparents right and have been now for the last Mm. you know almost two years which is crazy right because i'm 43 with a 10 year old grandson right (laughs) (laughs) so so, anyways, it just kind of gives you a little bit of the dynamic there, but yeah. I, so, time and then I think we're up to fifty-four nieces and nephews. I think is where we're at right now. Good grief! So that just I gives think I got six. No, I got. <laughs> let's see, we've got four, five. I mean, under ten, easy. You yeah. know, between between Karen's side and my side, I've got one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, I bet we're under ten total. Wow! And um, it's it's. I was saying that we could sneak in the back door of y'all's place, eat, leave, oh, yeah. and probably wouldn't, no one would, they might think, who was that random, there's some random cousin from Arkansas that just came in, they they just kind of lost track of, and, and <laughs> well, we just left. I mean, you, you absolutely uh, but, could, and, and I think we've talked about this before, you know, at Halloween, we have a big shindig here as well, because our, our neighborhood uh, has been kind of a hot spot in Plano for the last 30 years. And we're on a feeder street to this main, you know, event, if you will. And so we've participated as long as we've been here, you know, 18, 19 years, right? And so that being said, we always have a big event and it's always on Halloween. And of course, the family's grown. And then, you know, we've got, again, the, the other people that are considered family that are outside that always show up. Well, you know, last year and this year, when at least there's there's been a year before, we've seen people in our house because we do like spaghetti for everybody. And there's people in our kitchen eating, drinking beer, hanging out. I have no clue who they are. My wife has no clue who they are. <laughs> like somebody took a picture of them and I sent them to like, you know, because some of my guys show up, right? Like Angel's been, Pablo's been, like it, it's mm-hmm. a lot of you know, oh, okay. different people that work for me, I invite them to show up. And so I'm like sending them pictures. Like it was a Hispanic family. And I'm like, you know this guy? do you guys know this family? And they're like, no, nobody knew them. <laughs> so I think they just followed somebody in because there's like a train of people that line up to the front door right. to get candy. And, and then half of that train actually moves forward into the house because they belong here. Our, our saying goes, and you've known this being that you, you've known this going out to the lake. And I think now it probably makes a little bit more sense, but you know, uh, everybody, somebody is what we, is, is our slogan mm-hmm. or right. Or, or what we, that's kind of our mantra here at the house. Yeah. And it's what we named our boat as well. But yeah, you get cool. a little bit of that, right. Just from you being around a few times, you can kind of see <laughs> what that means. Oh, yeah. Everybody's <laughs> so, welcome. Yep. Yeah. 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 
you guys do a great job. And I know it's a great service for your family and all the friends. I mean, cause y'all, that's a ton of work. I mean, I know how much at work it is to cook for a smaller group of people, but to, you know, that many people, it's, it's, it's insane. So, well, why don't we, uh, we're going to touch on a little bit of a market update. A few reports came out this week. Um, it's, it's hinting that the market is slowing down in the DFW area, probably across the United States. Uh, DFW is typically a, a decent barometer for the United States. It's kind of an average market. It's gone a little hot over the last few years, but so prices are dipping a little bit. And I know last time Tavis actually mentioned this statistic where there's more price decreases on homes on the MLS than there are new listings. And so that's that's an indicator. Tavis, I know you sent me an article that was talking about some of the market indicators. What are you seeing? What are you hearing from people? I know it's slowing down a little bit. Uh, yeah, so I believe the article I sent you was kind of actually um, something that's, you know, attractive to us. And, you know, we talk about just being in the investment side of things. And it was talking about, you know, buying homes that are going to be held for, you know, your rent portfolio. The, the old saying that was really popular for the last several years was the Burr method, right? Which is uh, buy, mm-hmm. re- uh, renovate, refinance, repeat. And um, it's B-R-R-R, right? And so anyways, the, that was kind of the headline of the topic, if you will. And um, one of the things that was discussed was this particular person that has a pretty big portfolio. I think that her and her husband have somewhere around $40 million in, um, in real estate right now. And her target is kind of outside of the metro DFW. She kind of hits these outline areas, these outer counties, if you will, and a lot of lower end price points on stuff. But I think she's targeting new builds in the outside areas and putting more money down. So 30, 35% to get more of a premium rate. She says that with her bank, she's mm-hmm. able to get somewhere in the high sixes and sevens. Um, but she's doing kind of more of like a bulk type of loan, right? Where it's like multiple properties or a portfolio type of loan. And so doing that strategically, she can do that with a more long-term fixed rate versus doing something that's, uh, you know, a short term or like most of my bank loans, for instance, have a five-year maturity on a 20 or 25-year amortized loan. That being said, her comment was right now, there's still new builds going on. And these accelerate really well if you're attacking some of these uh, outline areas that are in new construction. Obviously, maintenance-wise is going to be extremely low, and your insurance rates are going to be great because it's a brand new construction. But the appreciation is huge. Mm -hmm. And so in, in her concept, it's like, well, it's not as much of a cash flow game. We're putting a little bit more money down, but we're investing in these properties in these outline areas and rents are increasingly high and they're going to continue to go up uh, because of inventory that's out there and inventory has been statistically low when it comes to you know wh- what's out there i mean we're still feeling the effects from a couple of years ago when inventory was low and a lot of the housing was bought up and things like that so a lot of people that couldn't buy have have been forced to rent and then you've got people that um, were forced to rent, and then now the the rates have changed so much, so now their buying power is not what it used to be. So, what's their best option? Well, continue to rent, right? Mm-hmm. Because the buying power may have changed by a thousand dollars a month, you know, in price points yep. because of what the interest rates have done. So, 
anyways, yeah. that was uh, it was interesting to kind of hear it from that perspective. And I've heard that before, kind of looking at some of these outline areas, especially like when you look at where uh, business growth is and things like that. When you look up north, you know, in Grayson County and stuff up there bordering, mm-hmm. uh, you know, southeast Oklahoma and stuff like that, you know, you know different things that are coming up. Yeah. So things are definitely. You know, in the DFW area, things are definitely creeping north. You know, there's actually a good bit of development. Waxahachie area, kind of going back towards Waco. So, I, you know, there's there's several places that you can see development, but a lot of it for us is up in the Salina, north of Frisco, north of uh, McKinney, creeping towards Oklahoma. And I think that build-to-rent model is is really interesting. You know, one of a, a long-term goal. I know you've done the new build thing once or twice, and uh, or maybe more, but... Uh, I know that's not as appealing to you. The timeline is from an investment standpoint, your timelines are much longer. You're having to hold a loan longer. Your cycle is just different. There's different permitting. There's the actual land development, that sort of thing. But, you know, for me, maybe a long-term goal would be to try, you know, to do a, a small neighborhood, a, you know, little 20 or 30 house development. And even if you did it more of the affordable build to rent type thing, I think that seems really neat. You know, it's, it's, you're not doing these multi-million dollar projects, you know, units themselves. You're in the, the, the real sweet spot of where people will buy. Um, and I would just like to do the new build thing. It was, it's at some point now, maybe I may, uh, kick myself and, and after the fact say that was a bad idea, but I, in my mind as an investor, that is one of my goals. I, I would love to do a new build. Uh, I grew up in the blinds and shutters business doing, uh, blinds and shutters and new builds. I was in all those neighborhoods for a long time and I just enjoy it. So I'd like to try it out. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? From Dallas, Texas, the flash apparently official. There's good news and bad news. This is a massive story. Who wouldn't publish it? We landed on the moon! Man, I've got certain information, all right? Certain things have come to light. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Not a lot happening, uh, you know, in the DFW area, there's always, you know, buildings trading hands and, and shopping centers changing, but nothing huge came up this week. But there was an article that came out and it listed the top 25 elementary schools in the DFW area. You know, if you're new to the DFW area or if you're considering moving here and you're just trying to get a feel for the real estate uh, first of all, welcome. Thank you for joining us. Uh, but if you're an, a real estate agent and you are trying to find the best spot for a client, you know, a, a lot of people start with schools and they start with uh, maybe a high school district or they they know they have kids that are going to be in the elementary school. So they start with an elementary school. So I thought it was a really interesting article. Not too surprising for us, you know, it basically follow the money <laughs> and the tax base and the more expensive the houses, typically the better the elementary schools are. Uh, crazy to find out. And so you're you have several in the Highland Park district. You have the Capel area, the Carroll ISD, South Lake Carroll, and then sort of near us, there's Lovejoy, which is over by uh, Lucas and Allen. And then you have some McKinney schools, uh, I think a few Frisco schools, and I know one Prosper. So that northern, a little bit north of Plano. Oh, several in Prosper. Yeah, you know, and I haven't spent a lot of time up in Prosper. That was the one that actually made national news recently because they were trying to to, uh, 
spend $94 million on a football stadium, which actually got voted down. I thought that was really, actually, that was, that was one of two or three bond issues that got voted down. It was like this time people just said, enough is enough. We're not doing that. One of them was in Louisville, ISD. Mm. Um, they voted down some, some improvements to football stadiums and uh, band, band fields and that sort of thing. And then you have the one up in Prosper got voted down and there was another big one that got voted down. So that was, that made news where up until now, people have kind of been just sort of rubber stamping those things like, sure, yeah, build it. But not this well, time, not this time getting, around. So we're getting stung by our property taxes. <laughs> so now it's Heck like yeah. we're, we've been feeling the pain, right, over the last couple of years of property tax increases. So I think you're going to get more pushback yep. when somebody's going, wait. You know, this property tax increase is now going towards the stadium and my kids graduated. Like, I don't need to go to the stadium. What do I need that for? So, yeah, I think that's yeah. uh, that's that's probably a direct effect. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, if it's if it's sort of like the frog in boiling water and it creeps up every year, it's hard to know. But man, when it and then when it jumps up two, three, four years in a row and your mortgage really really bumps up several hundred dollars in a few years if not more i mean it is a real issue so yeah you're right i mean if people if they're starting to take a look at this and say look this is just not sustainable and i don't really care if you know i have a really comfortable seat on a friday night i will never go to that stadium i'm sure it's very very difficult to um internalize that so the parts of town that you know it's it's talking about it's it's not surprising these are some of the highest tax rates you're going to have some of your most expensive houses you know uh, your highland park your university park which is central dallas a little bit north of downtown and then you know south lake very high end um you know if you ever wanted a house with land if you want a couple acres you're going to be going to the lovejoy um area there's a few out in the flower mound um, there's some neighborhoods out there some horse farm type stuff but lucas and that sort of thing so that, i thought that was interesting it's it's a very expensive part of town but for, not necessarily because the houses are crazy although there are some nice ones but a lot of it's because of land so if you ever if you want to live the uh the I, I own a horse life here in dfw you're definitely going to the uh, lucas area or over towards Flower Mound, a little bit out that way, Fort Worth, uh, on the borders out there. So, But you can find some great schools, obviously. Anyway, uh, just wanted to give a little nod to that article that was talking about um, some of the highlights for our school districts. I always like, uh, we were talking briefly about this, I always like having a little bit of a marketing um, angle when I'm selling a house and, you know, I start with the school district and I, you know, for instance, I just sold one up in Frisco and I knew that we were the cheapest three bedroom or four bedroom and, and with this square footage in a high school area. And Tavis, you, you know, agree with that to an extent, but you kind of, you had a little bit of a, another take on that. So give it, give me your take there and then we'll move on to our, our next section. We're going to talk about a little bit more about holidays. Yeah, my thought, my thoughts were just, it's kind of like one of those things when people, you know, it's almost a kiss of death, right? When they, when they list their property and you've seen this before and they put on there, don't miss this property, won't last long. And you look at the days on the market and it's like 120 days. (laughs) (laughs) So that's kind of my take. You can edit that. You should go edit that. (laughs) Yeah. You should definitely take that out at this time. Right. Um, that that's part of my thoughts is just you you had mentioned that before um about a property and 
you know, saying, hey, I should I should market that, you know, that we're the lowest priced in this area or, or in the school district. At the end of the day, it's kind of relative. You know, I think it's it, it's more about the overall package. And, and one of the thoughts that we had touched on was, um, you know, in this day and age, you know, you might see it happen on the investment side where people point and click with a mouse and say, I'm buying this house. But traditionally speaking, when you're selling to the retail market, that's not going to happen. Somebody physically needs to walk in that house and make a decision if that home is for them. And my years in real estate, you know, at the majority of the time, somebody's top pick on what I send them um, or what they're showing me that they found on the internet is usually not the one that they end up going with, going with right? And that could be um, for multiple reasons. But a lot of times, it could be that you have one property that looks really, really good on the marketing and then you show up and it's not that at all. Or they left some things mm-hmm. out that you didn't know about until you physically walk it, right? It could be a location thing. It could be a funky floor plan. It could be that they highlighted the master bath and then all the rest of the bathrooms are dated or, you know, et cetera. Um, so it could be several things like that. It's always a bad sign when you have 36 pictures allocated on the MLS and they spend the first seven or eight on the foyer and then the next seven or eight on one bathroom. This is like, this is a red flag right? because they have the option to go ahead and show the whole house. But for some reason, I'm getting the fourth angle of the fireplace and I'm like, man, there's something, or you you get something's weird here. Yeah. Or you get five to 10 pictures of the front elevation. Right. (laughs) How many different ways do you want to show me? the front elevation of this home before I actually walk in the front door. Yeah, exactly. Um, so no, that is, uh, that is one of those things. I mean, I think marketing is huge because I, I think at the end of the day, what I was telling Ashton is look, it, at the end of the day, you need to get somebody in that door. So whatever your marketing is done through MLS, through pre-marketing, through Facebook, whatever it is, get somebody to walk through the door. So that has to do with, um, you know, what your overall price is, what you're offering for the property as far as, you know, function and purpose and then location, right? So, I mean, location, location, location. So first off, it's going to be location driven and then, you know, price and how it, how it fits in that pocket. And then any kind of cool features, any kind of, you know, highlighted features that you can show that your home is unique compared to something else. So that way it drags people in the door. For sure. And I mean, that's where I look at it. I look at it from a value proposition. And if you're comparing your, you know, for instance, we had um, people walking into that house in Frisco. I wanted to be able to give the value proposition. Like, look, this is the best value you're going to get for this money. For If you need four bedrooms, this is the best value you're going to get. And I wanted to have that to where I could at least have that in their mind. Like, if you're going to go shopping around, that's fine. Go find another four bedroom. If that's right. what you need, though... Um, it's gonna you're you're gonna spend another hundred grand. This is a great house for this sort of overlocate, okay, maybe because of X, Y, and Z. But if you need this and you want this school district, this is the best option for you. So anyway, that's that's a little bit of the take on that. So you know, the home should speak for it. So it's it's kind of like what you're doing on your project right now. We feel really confident. You know, and now we've got a location thing that we've got to overcome over there. But we feel like you're pricing it aggressively enough compared to the stuff that has sold recently that we're accommodating for that to where that buyer coming in goes yeah you know 
can I get over that for the price? You know, can I get over the fact that back's mm-hmm. to a busy road for the price point and everything else this home offers me? Like this is an incredible package. Yes, I wish it was across the street, but if it was across the street, this home might be twenty five, fifty thousand dollars more money than what it's advertised for now. Yeah. Right. So that's where sure. you have to kind of take that approach. All right. Well, it is the week of Thanksgiving. We're coming up on the Christmas, and we wanted to get into a special segment where we talk about our holiday traditions. And um, it it is pertinent to real estate. And, you know, I have a lot of clients that have come in from out of town. That's kind of, for whatever reason, the the experience I've had with real estate is I have, I, I've actually concentrate a lot on open houses and I just have people who are in coming into town for a weekend. They don't know anyone. So I've had several people who have come in from out of state and I just love showing them around town and tell them about different things that they have to offer. And so, um, we were going to talk a little bit about kind of our holiday, uh, must do's must haves, you know, uh, for our families and then around town. So I'll go ahead and start, you know, for me, we we've grown up in the dfw we we got here about 12 years ago and so our kids were pretty young when we first got here and so i love everything that grapevine has to offer around this season they have the the uh santa claus train which i guess booked up in june or july this year you can't even get on there uh the polar express man if you if you can go do the polar express where it's a cool experience and mrs claus is there handing out um cookie and milk on the the cookies and milk and then you get to the destination you get to meet santa and it's a train man super super cool experience but over there grapevine i mean they've got the gaylord texan they've got this whole ice display we go to every year um at the uh you can walk through like they build these huge ice sculptures it's awesome and the gaylord just does an amazing job of decorating so it's worth going spending a night there or going to dinner there just to experience Christmas at, at the Gaylord Texan and, you know, downtown Lewis or uh, downtown Grapevine. I just think they have got that time of year kind of figured out. So that for me, you know, we used to go over to the Deerfield lights in Plano, but uh, my blood pressure can't handle Deerfield lights anymore. And so I, I got stuck. In a, one day I got stuck there. I'm like, I got to get out. I was going to say, what, what is it about that? <laughs> what made your blood pressure go up, Ashton? <laughs> It was not a them problem. It was a me problem. But I was just stuck on a street and I couldn't get out. And it was just like gridlocked. I'm like, okay, we're out. Where I'm done. And I'm done. And of course, my family wants to see one more street, you know, and you don't want to be a big jerk around Christmas. So anyway, we'll we'll do it from time to time. But Deerfield Lights, if you have never done it, I don't want to spoil your fun. Go check out Deerfield Lights in Plano. It's awesome. Um, but if you've done it a few times, maybe <laughs> maybe go to Grapevine. So uh, anyway, what are some things around town that uh, you really enjoy, Tavis? Uh, so Deerfield is actually one of them that, um, you know, our, our youngest son now is 18. So, you know, he doesn't have much interest anymore. And, you know, sometimes you, you kind of see the same homes. But w- one of the cool things that we started a couple of years ago, um, as I mentioned earlier, you know, we have a, a grandson now. You know, he's 10 you know his buddy and then we have other like uh nieces and nephews and stuff that we've kind of made it kind of a cool thing and and um some of the kids that had experienced it for the first time ever like their parents had never taken them to look at christmas lights in all of their life we've even got a couple kids Mm -hmm. that are like 15 16 had never done it before but it was kind of an event it was like hey we're gonna stop at starbucks we're gonna get everybody hot chocolate and um 
everybody's going to load yep. in the back we of do my, that too load in the back of my truck and we're going to blare christmas music and you got blankets and you know yeah. you're going to cruise through with your lights off through deerfield and it, you know i've learned kind of the way to go in and go out off of some of the side streets and go in so it's not as hectic just waiting 30 minutes to get into the main yeah. entrance um but anyways it's kind of become yeah. kind of cool and then this year we had uh, you know this um he's varsity football now he's like you know i believe he's a sophomore it, it, big full of testosterone you know 16 year old boy and you know he was asking uh you know my sister-in-law can we go do lights this year can we go can we go see deerfield yeah you know, it, it, it so that's cool. It kind of warms now, our say, heart to to do something like that. You know, that's it's cool, and, and you definitely have to yeah. have the patience. You got to go into the mind. You can't be in a rush. You can't be on a timeline, Ashton. When you go, you just got to kind of no be open minded. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I'm I'm sorry. I ruined your kid's experience two years ago. <laughs> with some guys freaking out, trying honking the horn, tearing across the yard. We just yeah, thought you were somebody that lived jerk. in the neighborhood. That's all. You know, I, I can't imagine living uh, there yeah. and going through that no. every year. Heck no. Heck no. <laughs> so now no, let's say that uh, I was going to say uh, last year, we actually, we tried to do the Starbucks hot chocolate um, and my mom was in town and I think my sister was here. And so we actually went, instead of Deerfield, we went the other way and we, we went down to the Park Cities and they actually have carriage rides down there. there. And so yeah. we didn't do the carriage ride, but you can go up and down those streets. So we did we did that tradition. And I, I actually really, really do like it. Yeah. And I we put the Christmas music on. It's just not as stressful down there. Yeah. Uh, and you have to sort of pay attention because if you freak out, you're going to kill a horse or two because there's carriages everywhere. And so <laughs> well, but they it, do that in Deerfield, too. They yeah, have they the carriage rides. Deerfield, I just can't. I can't handle Deerfield. Man. No, they it's definitely like, have the carriage rides. I just can't do it. Uh, there yeah. as well. Well, so. good luck with all that. <laughs> but no, I've, I've we've been down and uh, we've been <laughs> we've been down in Highland Park as well um, in the past. But uh, no, that's something cool to do. I think you know you you hit the nail on the head talking about Grapevine and the things over there. You know, we haven't been there in a while. We did the Polar Express one time. Landon obviously was much younger. Uh, I was just recently telling somebody about it here, uh, like a couple of days ago, just talking about that experience and it's fun. I, it's definitely for yeah, younger fun. kids. I think Landon might've been a little older when, when we took him, he was, you know, a little like, okay, I'm kind of over it. Um, but, uh, I definitely yeah. think it's something to, to experience. It's cool. Cause you actually get on one of the old trains and you actually, you know, mm -hmm. go on the train ride and, you know, it's a whole event. So it, it's amazing to me that it's sold yeah. out. Like you said, I'm sure they'll probably start yeah. kicking something like that off in like Salina or something. Yeah. Anywhere where there's like another, I hope so train track and trains. I can imagine that kind of becoming a thing. Um, you know, so no i think um it, it's exciting coming coming into this year, you know this new year um and uh we're wrapping up the year just getting into the holiday season you know it, it's funny i end up i'm, I'm kind of more of the the grinch the scrooge at home i guess because <laughs> I, I i love the christmas spirit i love the concept of family i love the 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 nuances of joining together anything from thanksgiving through christmas season um i'm not a big fan of the present giving you know that's something i grew up and we didn't get a lot of presents but we enjoyed the family time and now my wife comes from the side that like 
goes bananas when it comes to giving and she loves to give and, and it's great and and that's her thing is she she absolutely loves it and her sisters love it just along with that comes more stress right and then yeah. the thing that bothers me is like kids end up becoming to expect it and that's what i don't like about it right mm-hmm. like it becomes an expected yeah. thing of gift giving or gift receiving and i'm not a fan of that you know like there's so much more here plus with 50 people coming around you had to flip another house just to finance well, yeah. christmas no, for there's definitely like, you know there's financial stress that that kind of you know spreads like wildfire throughout the family and other siblings and other people that yeah stress out and like you know i mean they start like saving and and buying stuff in like july and august you know for christmas and i'm like oh god really yeah i don't know i i'm definitely a little bit more of the uh the grinch you know i i have i'm labeled with that but i will say you know my wife spends inordinate amounts of time making bows and and trying to make things look nice and I usually, I usually protest on some level, but you know, deep down I do, I do appreciate the effort and it looks awesome. And I love the house looking nice and, you know, and I, I really, really do love this time of year. I actually just love, you know, the fact that shops a legacy and all that, they, they string the Christmas lights around the trees and you can just drive around town. And one time a year, I like to go to a mall just once to walk through the mall and see the Christmas stuff and kind of have that, have that feeling of, you know, that time of year. But you know, I don't want to go, you know, I get a little, that deer field nervousness just starts happening <laughs> if I'm in a mall and there's just that, you know, it's just too many people. It's just, it's, it's just something's not right about it. It's just something's yeah. wrong. So I, I'll do, I'll go to North Park one time, walk around, enjoy the uh, Christmas spirit there and um, have a great time with that. So, well, good deal, man. Um, We've become more of the Amazon hub now. So like, it, you know, it's bad when you have yeah. two Amazon <laughs> trucks pull up back to back with both beds like right in the middle of you know right in front of your house and they're swapping gifts like we become like this this hub of uh of the neighborhood you know because we're usually a pit stop so um yeah (laughs) it gets a little crazy but between christmas and yeah between christmas and trying to get stuff for your next midterm you definitely keep amazon in business for sure yeah yeah well good neil man um well, we will have to, uh, at some point soon, we'll talk about some of our our favorite restaurants and our favorite places to go around the holidays, because I've got opinions about that, and it's all good. I I love uh, I love restaurants. I love sending people to certain parts of town, because it just got a cool vibe and got cool holiday things going on. So we'll touch on that in the, the future one. So if, if you don't know, um, I'm Ashton Hines, Dallas Real Estate Guy on Instagram. I try to post about all my flips and all the stuff going on. Uh, that I've got. So please follow me there. If you have not done so already, please like and subscribe to the podcast. You know, we're on all the the different platforms. You can you can link it. You can send a copy to a friend. And so all I want for Christmas this year is from one of our listeners or two of our listeners to send a link of our podcast to a friend and say, hey, you should check this out because uh, we're, we're trying to, we're trying to make it to where it's useful to you and some value and fun and all that stuff. And so, uh, just say thank you by, by pushing the like button every once in a while and, uh, sending it to a friend. Uh, I would definitely love you forever. So, um, Tavis, tell people how to get in touch with you and, um, we will check back with you next time. I'm Tavis Westbrook and you can find me on Facebook. You can find me on Instagram. It's Tavis like Travis with no R. So look forward to hearing from you guys. And like Ashton said, please like and share and subscribe and uh, give us feedback. Uh, There is a review option uh, there on 
uh, the different platforms that we are broadcasted to. Look forward to uh, seeing what you guys say and what you guys would like to see here in the future. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Yep. Talk to you next week. Thanks. Thanks.